I just kept believing. What did I have to lose? And so I think that this right here came from brokenness. You can't pay for passion. You can't. There's no antidote. There's no prescription. There's no medication. There's This right here comes from falling in love with me and a passion of, I got back up again. Like I was laying in that bed of depression for a long time. It's no fun. I was miserable. If I would have died, nobody would have come to my funeral. You've gotten great at divine working, but what about divine living? Welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. I'm your host, Gina DeVee. You're not alone in wanting more. And here at the Divine Living Podcast, you can expect to be part of conversations from women like us who unapologetically dream big and are obsessed with manifesting our most fabulous lives. The conversation starts now. Okay. Today, I don't even know how to begin. I mean, like the fact that this episode happened is just beyond my dreams, just beyond my dreams. And it, my heart is bursting and gushing. I have so much love for this woman. I have so much respect for this woman. I owe this woman so much because anytime I have ever been fumbling around in my own faith, feeling not good enough, feeling lost or left behind, just wondering like how to, whatever, be more high vibe in a day. Real talk Kim comes to the rescue every single time. And I don't mean to like overly build her up. Like we're all humans, but I just got to let you know that this woman is extra, extra special. I know we all are because we're all God's children, but in She's just meant so much to me. And the fact that she took the time from all of her busy travels, from pastoring Limitless Church, from all of her, you know, programs, she has this RTK inner circle, we'll have all the links in the show notes, and took the time to come on the Divine Living podcast, just warm my soul. And you are going to have so much fun if you're not one of her 1 million, yes, 1 million Instagram followers, and then some. You're welcome. You're welcome. That's what I have to say. It is such a joy, such an honor, such a blessing that she graces with her presence. And I know that you are going to love today's episode like no other. Queens, this is the podcast episode I personally have been waiting for. God is so good. If you didn't believe that God existed, you get to now because we have Real Talk Kim. Pastor Real Talk Kim is here on the Divine Living Podcast. And if by any chance any of you don't know who she is already, she is the queen of encouragement. She is the encourager of encouragers. She's the pastor of Limitless Church. She is the founder of RTK Inner Circle. You can get all this at 8 a.m. Eastern on her Instagram also, where you'll see me Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. <laughs> um, and what else am I missing? Real talk, Kim. What else you got? You got RTK Inner Circle, Limitless Church. Oh, yeah. how can I forget? Her books. She is yes, an author. author. So oh. I have Beautifully Broken. I have When Your Bad Meets His Good and most recently Shut Hell Up. What am I missing? I, is there... Uh, beautifully Broken, When Your Bad Meets His Good. Oh, Beautifully Whole. I'll get that to you. Beautifully Whole. Okay. So when you buy her books, and we'll have all the links in there for everything in the show notes, you're going to go buy all her books, but you also... 
you must invest in highlighters because <laughs> nothing will frustrate you more than picking up a Real Talk Kim book and not being able to highlight every oh. sentence. It is, they are amazing. She is amazing. And Kim, welcome to our show. Man, I am so honored to be here. You hear me. I love warrior chicks. I love boss chicks. I love women that ain't scared, man. We ain't scared of failure. We're not scared of jumping. And so when I get to meet somebody like you, as special as you, it's a pleasure. Oh my goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, you might be giving us a little too much credit on the lack of fear thing. So we're just going to jump right in. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we'd like to get there, but the piece you know, I've been doing this work for about 20 years now. And the number one core wound that I see my women entrepreneurs come to me with is a lack of worthiness. And I would just love you to speak your truth about worthy. Like I said, women don't feel worthy to make money, have a business, receive a compliment, like take up too much space, wear the Gucci, whatever it is. And so What do you have to say to the woman where we just need to wake her up and get her dialed into her worth? You know, I think that we lose sight of it because of social media. I think because of, you know, what we are told that we're supposed to be. We are the bulletin board or the billboards, all of the influencers on social media that only are showing us the highlight reels. And I think we lose sight of the fact that we can birth a whole human (laughs) <laughs> like you know, when I stop and I just think about, cause I, I lived so many years of my life until I was 40 years old, trying to be like, and trying to fit into this mold and be like her and be like her and be like her and be tall and be skinny. And then I found the apps where you can stretch yourselves and you can take <laughs> the wrinkles out. And, and I think that whenever I finally started getting the grasp, I started one day, I remember I sat down And I was like, God, take this pain. I'd walked through divorce after 18 years. And I mean, I felt like the biggest failure. I started out my years in elementary school and and, in middle school and high school and special ed. I mean, I just all everything that could come against me was coming against me. I was the only one in my family that couldn't keep a marriage after 18 years. It ended. And I remember I was laying in bed one day and I was like, God, take this pain away from me. And I just I mean, you, I can't believe that you didn't heal it. And I remember God spoke to me that day and he was like, Kimberly, I can't take the pain away from you. You got to get up and walk away from it. Like you got to start looking at yourself as who I made you to be. And mm-hmm. something started shifting then. I just started praying elementary prayers. You know, my daddy was a preacher and mm-hmm. I went to Bible school and dropped out. So I knew about prayer, but I didn't know God, you know? And so I found God at that moment. And I remember he started really showing me who I was and and how how. There's nobody else like me. And all you women that are watching this tonight, there's nobody else like you. Like, not only can you birth a whole human out of a place nothing should come out of, but you can be walking down the broccoli aisle tomorrow, you know, after you birth the baby. And I just think that we get so caught up in who we're not and, and we get caught up in our size. We get caught up in our wrinkles. We get caught up in seeing everybody else looking like they're getting meeting all the goals and making all the six figures and that we lose who we are. And I think that's what we have to do. We got to get back to falling in love with ourselves, the one that God created. And I mean, I started praying specifics like God about what anybody thinks of me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I'm tired of, of caring. I'm tired of uh, being afraid. I'm not going to fit. I'm t- Let me be a trailblazer. And that was my prayer. 
Let me be a trailblazer. Let me be bold. Let me learn to forgive Kim for all the mistakes I made. You know, help me feel lovable. I started praying specifics. I started getting me a dream board. I started writing in a journal. I started being intentional. And at 40 years old, y'all, I lost everything at 36. Had to move back in with my mother and my daddy with my two sons. It was the most devastating, the most humiliating, the only one that could not keep a man. And here I am having to move back in with my mom and dad. I felt like I wasn't worth nothing. Mm -hmm. And I also was raised in this religion that said, if you get divorced, you're going to hell on a slip and slide. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was intentional. You know what I'm saying? I was intentional about, no, I'm not going to spend the rest of my life like this. Mm. And I and I began to pray specifics and I began to get, read books. I began to listen to podcasts. I began to stop needing everybody else to give me answers. And I went after it myself. Wow. And all of a sudden I fell in love with me. And it was the greatest thing that ever happened for me because now I know who I am and that's what you need to do. All of you out there watching today, you can't listen to what your ex said about you. You can't listen to what that old boss said about you. You can't listen to the voices in your head that said, the only reason you're doing this multi-level or the only reason you're starting your own company or whatever is because nobody else wants you. All of that's a lie from the pit of hell. Rejection was God's protection. When you look at those doors being closed as God's blessing. Yes, yes, yes. So for the woman who is like, uh, well, I kind of have what I need. You know, I, what I see so many women settling because, and they're like afraid to ask for more. They think it's not spiritual or Christian or that like, well, they have a roof over the head. They have the, the, like, but they won't let themselves go for even more. What do you have to say to them? Man, I don't know about you, but I lived that way because my daddy was a preacher that we didn't have nothing. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't nothing for us to shop on the clearance rack every day. You know, school teacher. So I get it. Sunday was triple coupon Sunday at the grocery store. Like I got to wear the Coca-Cola shirts, but after the next season, you know, the next, the last season. So I get that. But I began to realize that in order for me to be a trailblazer and in order for me to love all of me, loves all of me, then God expects me and wants me to have the best. And you're going to get the best and you're going to feel fulfillment. You're going to, you know, when you start walking in your purpose, this is what I always say, sis, when I'm walking in my purpose, which I'm doing right now, which is loving people back to life, Mm -hmm. it is, there is something that happens. It's almost like a draw. And it's when you're walking in your purpose, you're no longer caring about your haters. You're no longer wanting to get anybody back for what they did to you. Mm-hmm. You are so, you are helping, you are serving. You are helping someone else's life get better. You are showing someone else your business. And all of a sudden they're going from making, you know, $7 an hour to all of a sudden they got all this money. You are, when you see you helping someone else, then everything else just comes. It's It's amazing. It's finding your purpose, ain't it? It's finding your purpose and walking in your purpose. And then everything else just explodes. And then for the woman who's like, but I don't know what my purpose is, or I'm just kind of like in this job or, or I've started a business, but it doesn't really light me up. Like you're lit up right now. You know, I find my purpose. You know what, y'all, until I was 40 years old, I mean, when I went through my divorce, I had to go get a makeup job at Bloomingdale's. Actually, I started at Belk and Belk is like a Kmart on crack. I was like, 
And like, if you get close to me, my eyebrows are not on fleek. Like I have no idea how to do makeup. I'm not good at it. That's why I wear glasses. If you see are me, you see me glasses all the time. Yes. I love your makeup style. I Listen. I actually thought that you might even have your own makeup line one day before no. you do makeup. But I had to go get a job. And I remember every day going to work, $13 an hour. And I did not like people. I was like, I can't stand people. I mean, I was one of those. Like, people are mean. Everybody's the same. And I remember going to work one day. And I'm just complaining all the way to work. I hate this job. You know, I went from six figures. I lost my $500,000 house. I lost my Mercedes. Now I'm driving a knockoff Bentley. It looked like a Bentley on the outside, but it was a 300 Chrysler. Like, I was feeling so sorry for myself. 36, 37 years old. And I couldn't even buy cheese with my credit. I mean, I was dead. I was at I was at rock bottom. And I remember driving to work one day and, I, and it was like something just clicked. And it was like I began to turn off Beyonce. And I began to turn on people yelling at me. I turned on like Tony Robbins. I turned on like preaching. Like I I started, I started, I had this hunger. I started praying, Lord, give me a hunger for who I'm supposed to be. Yes, I love that. Yes, I started praying it and I started getting excited. So all the way to work, I'd have this, I would have people yelling at me, get up, your life is your own. Take back your life. What are you waiting on? Nobody's going to hand it to you. And before I knew it, man, it was like, I was getting, I was so full of Jesus that if a mosquito would have bit me, they would have gotten the Holy Ghost. I'm not even kidding. (laughs) And so what I began to do is I realized that where I was, was where I was supposed to be. And so I didn't like doing makeup, but I started praying, God, let me start liking where I'm at. And before I knew it, I realized what God did was he used the divorce to get me into Bloomingdale's because I got, I got a raise and got, got to move to Bloomingdale's out of belt, Kmart on crack. It was a promotion. And I remember God began to use that season of my life where I would have to sit in front of a woman for 45 minutes and I would have to listen to her story. And I began to fall in love with people. I went from hating people to falling in love with people. So wherever y'all are in your life right now, you're like, I'm just fine where I'm at. I'm chilling. I got my kids. I'm just a mom. I'm just, you know, there is more, baby. There is there is something inside of you that is waiting to come out. And that's what happened for me. I fell in love. I went from hating people to loving people was my favorite hobby. So don't ever settle for just living. Mm. Get the burn. Get that, get, find that thing on the inside of you. What is it, Kim? I don't know what it is. It's that thing that when you feel it or you talk about it, you light up. That's your Mm -hmm. purpose. And it's always connected to serving. Yeah. It's always connected to helping someone else. It just is. And so now I get to love millions of people all over the world back to life every day. I get to hear testimonies every day of people like, man, I had just given up on life. I was stuck. Now I get to yell at people every day and say, you're not stuck because you're not a tree. You know, so you, your purpose is connected. It's there. It's that thing that you let die when you had your kids. That purpose is that thing. It, it Maybe it is being a mama right now, but yet you are feeling like I'm just a mom. You know, I'm, I'm getting up. I'm wearing my husband's jogging pants every day with spit up all over the blaze. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't have kids, but it sounds awful. Yes. It's just, that's where we just settle. And we're like, this is what it's going to be for the rest of my life. You know, go on it. This is a challenge off of this call today mm-hmm. is to begin to ask yourself, what 
makes me light up. Yes. Go their whole life. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what my purpose is. Mm -hmm. It's that thing that makes you not want to go to sleep. Because you're so excited. It's that t-shirt company that you've always wanted to do. It's write that book that you think nobody will read. And you don't even have a clue how to write the book. I was a special ed. I got, I, I'm on my fifth book, y'all. I'm in Barnes and Noble. Why? Because I said yes. Because I decided to get out of my funk. Because I decided I'm going to hell anyway. Well, I'm going to come out on fire. It's making up in your mind that I want the most that I can get out of life. When I walk into a room, I want to be contagious. It's just making up in your mind. What do you want? You sick of being where you are? Change it. If you're not obsessed with your life, change it. And you change it by praying that specific prayer? Yeah, you know what I did? I began to open my eyes. Like I one night sat down and I was like, watching all these Netflix series, Mm -hmm. it ain't doing nothing for me. I need to do something. I don't want to be at Bloomingdale's the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. So you know what I did? I began to research like t-shirt companies, uh, jewelry companies. I would start surfing the web, you know. It wasn't obvious to you that you'd always be a pastor? No, because women couldn't preach. (gasps) I was raised in a religion where women could preach and now I'm a whole pastor of a church. I just think that with, you know, with me, I got to a place where I just wasn't scared. You know, I'd I'd already lost everything. So losing wasn't even, who cares? I'll just start all over again. I mean, and so I just would do what I wanted. You know, I I went and bought shirt t-shirts and began to iron on t-shirts. And all of a sudden my store was born. I would literally work all day in retail and then come home and go find me $1.99 shirts at Walmart. And then I would uh, get me some stencils made conquering hell in high heels and shirts and I began to sell shirts and I began to do live. I realized that I could have Oprah. She played a billion dollars to have her own TV show. I could do it for free on Instagram and Facebook. I just had to get afraid. I would hide the comments so I wouldn't see people commenting to me because I didn't want to hear anything negative. Like I just kept stepping. Mm. I just kept doing it. Before I knew it, I wasn't afraid. Mm. And people would send me emails like, I feel like you're in my kitchen. I'm like, no, we're both in the same place in life. We're all going through hell, but we're all coming out of this thing together. I just, I just started believing in me, sis. Mm-mm. I just, you know, what do I got to lose? I only get one chance at this life. And my kids, they need to see their mama. They need to see their mama come back from this mess that I got myself into. And now they get to watch me all over the world, man. What are they saying now? You know what's so crazy is I remember when I was about 38 years old, I'm laying in my bed one night and God had already been healing my heart a lot. And I'd already been like researching podcasts. And I mean, I was putting in the work mm-hmm. and uh, of finding me. And I remember laying in bed one night and it was when they, all those quizzes were going around on social media about 25 things about me. And I remember it was like, we were telling you, we like banana sandwiches with mayonnaise or, you know, whatever, just stupid stuff. But I wanted to do the quiz. I mean, I literally had no friends. I mean, when I went through that divorce, so hard to I lost a lot of friends because people don't know what to do. You know, they're like, whose friend should I be? And and so I was just going through a real separated season. And I mean, I was learning how to love me because there really was no one else around at that time. And I looked at this quiz and it said, what's your favorite color? And I couldn't even tell you what my favorite color was. And then it said, what's your favorite food? I couldn't even tell you what my favorite food was because I had lost me. 
and trying to get people to love me that was never supposed to be in my circle. Mm. And they were only connected to the outdated version of who I was. And I'm over here trying to stabilize what God's shaking me free from. And I remember I just that night just began to talk to God, you know, because I'm I'm like, God, you know, I need to know tr- at least 25 things that's good about me. Like my kids, they've seen me make so many mistakes. Like my kids, my poor kids, I couldn't even keep a family unit together. And about seven days later, there was, uh, it was Mother's Day and my son walks in and hands me a poem and it's 35 things that I love about you. Now, listen, that did something to me, girl, because my kids had seen me walk through so many trials because of my own choices, the storms I created. And God showed me at that moment that your kids don't remember who you used to be. Wow. Your kids just see who you are. And my son told me, I remember number one, it said, I love you, mom, because you're the loudest one at my basketball games. Yes. He used to tell me all the way to the game, girl, listen, mama, if you yell, I'm never going to hit a goal again. You embarrass me. And sure enough, he'd hit. I'd be like, wow. And then number six was like, mom, I love you because you conquered hell in high heels. And that just was telling me that, yeah, you walked through a divorce. Yeah, you lost everything. Yeah, we had to move back in with Mimi and Papa, but we watched you rise. Mm -hmm. And we don't look at you the way you look at you. Mm -hmm. Man, girl, that night I began to heal. Now, both of my boys are in ministry with me. They're so proud of me. They get to travel the world with me, Mm -hmm. standing on the platforms of the very people that I used to let scream at me. In the car, mm. you know, at 36, I thought my life was over. I'm look, I'm gonna cry. At 36 years old, I thought my life was over. At 40 years old, I preached my first sermon. At 42, I wrote my first book. You know, the other day, my son puts up on his instant story. I went into Barnes and Noble to get me a highlighter, and there's my mom staring at me from the top rack. Oh, you know, this is what will happen when you decide to get up and take your life back. Yeah, you sit up and don't let other people put value on you. You know, there was no quick fix for me. It mm-hmm. took five years, but I'm 48 years old now and I've got a podcast that's syndicated. I don't even know how all this stuff happened, but I started living mm-hmm. and I started finding my purpose and I started being a game changer. I didn't live in my past anymore. I didn't compare myself to other influencers or bloggers or authors. I just did what felt right for me. How did you not compare yourself? Man, I think I just realized, I think it's a daily, a daily walk. I mean, not that you're really comparable. But you know I, what I'm saying though? Don't you, don't you think it's like an everyday dialogue you got to have with yourself? You know, because I think we all fall in that rut. Don't you like comparing ourselves? If I haven't done my spiritual yeah. morning nourishment, it doesn't take me but two seconds on yeah. Instagram and I'm in orbit and I'm like crawling back. Yeah. Um, you know, praying for my life. But if I just start with a prayer and don't use prayer as a last resort, it gets a little Come on, better. girl. <laughs> and you know what I do too? I pay attention to my heart. Mm. Like if I'm following people that make me feel some sort of way, you know, even people that are from my past, mm-hmm. if I am having a struggle in my heart, I don't think it's bad to stop following people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if they're not making you, if they're making you feel crummy about your life, I don't have to see it because unfollowing people in real life is real deliverance. You know, I mean, it can, 
guard your heart because out of it flows the issues of life. And so sometimes you got to take a break. You know, Facebook will let you take a break from people. They don't even. And then when you take a break, it says, we won't tell her you took a break. (laughs) Sometimes you just got to take a break and you got to work on you and you can't, you know, be petty in your own spirit. So you're not petty to the world. Mm -hmm. Let yourself get healed. Mm. And it's a beautiful walk. You know, I I grew up in, uh, I think, a similar church as that you grew up in. And, you know, there's there's all the talk and there's all the good stuff that comes from it. And there's the dogma and there's the talk and the level of, I don't want to use the word grounded because it feels so not even enough, but the level of depth and truth of how you have let these scriptures come in and like actually be yeah. alive in you. Like it's, it's not neck up with you at all. And I was watching you on Instagram the other day. You were talking about like someone like, I don't know, called you and said they had a video of your past or something. And I have never in my entire life, Kim, I hear people say all the time, I don't care what other people think of me. I have never felt a woman say, I don't care. Put up all the video. Like it, it like it was true for you. Like you yeah. did not get like the work you've done. So talk to people about how you have gotten to this place. Is it just like devouring the scriptures? Is it soaking it up as a prayer? Is all like because the level of rooting. That's what I wanted to say. The level of roots that you have about like it being true for you is, is almost unparalleled. You know, because I lived so many years of my life in this religion that like, you're going to hell for this, you're going to hell for this, you're going to hell for this. And I think I cared so much about what people thought about me because of special ed, you know, I was embarrassed. I was trying to prove my point and prove myself. And and so I think whenever I finally got to that place, I, I was married to a, a narcissist. <laughs> Let's just be honest. And this narcissist was was literally, I mean, I was, listen, as hard as I'm riding for Jesus, I rode in the world, okay? Like I was nae in the bars. I'm not even kidding. Like there are videos out there of me because I was the party. And so now because we live in this cancel culture and because we live in this world where people are jealous and people want to make you as miserable as they are. There are people that will say, I- I'm going to get you. Oh, I'm going to ruin you. Mm-hmm. And you're going to bring out a video and you're going to, or, or whatever. It's just there. It comes with your with your platform. And I remember I am so set free. I got to a place where I am so set free. Yes. Because of scriptures. Because the Bible says that he qualifies you. The Bible says that for I know the plans that I have for you, saith the Lord, plans to bless you and not harm you, give you a future and a hope. That tells me that anything that's trying to harm me can't touch me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I believe it. I am proof that God will use people with the worst past to create the best futures. And so it tells me that if somebody does use a video or somebody does this or whatever your story is, we've all got them. They can't hurt you because you are serving the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You serve the goat, Kim. That's what I tell myself all the time. So I think because I truly believe that because I've had so many things come against me because of the storms I created and I've seen God keep doing this. Girl, I'm talking, I have walked out some things on social media in the public that should have taken me out, like, like creamed me. (laughs) And God does this. Why? Because I've learned how to shut my mouth. Mm. You ain't got to fight them. You ain't got to right your wrong. You ain't got to defend yourself. Just get quiet. 
mm-hmm. and God will fight your battles. Yes. I believe it. I believe what I preach. I walk it. And I'm also very transparent. You know, there's nothing in my life. I can stand before God. There ain't nothing in my life. What you see is what you get. And when you live that, you know what I'm saying? When you live that truth mm-hmm. and you love you and you, you're living life the right way, there's nothing in the world that you've got to worry about because God will fight your battles. He'll fight it. You ain't got to lay awake at night worried about it. And mm-hmm. so if you're not serving God, he will close doors. He will set you on. He will set you high and he will, he will just elevate you. He sure will. And so I think I've watched him do it so many times in my life. So I believe it. So I love this so much. And what if someone's listening and it sounds a little too good to be true? <laughs> like what? Like, you know, it's like, wow, no weapon formed against me or Jesus came. So I would live life abundantly or like, I want to believe it, but, and it sounds nice, but looking at my life right now, I don't think I got going on what Kim's got going on. What do you say? You know, I would say I've I've been there, you know, I've been there and I had to go on a journey for myself when I finally realized that like everything I was saying, like, like life and death are in the power of my words. And so when I got to a place where I realized that my life looked like my words, it was a fact. My life looked like all the doom and gloom. My life looked like all the hell, all the anger, all the betrayal. I was living it. I was looking at it. I looked old. I mean, I was, I was, my life looked like my words and my heart because what was in my heart was coming out of my mouth. I had to get to a place where I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that's really the only way that is this thing's going to work. You know, it's realizing that my, my words, like you, you really don't even have to proclaim to serve Jesus. It's just changing your words. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's believing in something other than yourself and your past and looking yes. forward. And I guess I would say to that person, what do you got to lose? But drink it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like drink it, baby. Like this is, this is Jesus Red Bull. <laughs> totally, yeah. like, you ain't got nothing to lose. What you're doing ain't working. You might as well drink what I'm selling, which is free. <laughs> Just get on the positive boat, baby. Just start believing in you and start looking ahead and stop looking back there. Let the phony balonies, let the counterfeits go and start believing in you because God created you awesome. I promise you though, if you hang out with me for a second, I will brainwash you into believing you can be the president. I ain't even kidding. <laughs> I actually, I've started um, prescribing you to my clients because when they're like, well, I don't know, if I, I, don't, I don't believe I'm worth it or I can do it. And I was like, Look at you can't go listen to Real Talk Kim for an hour every single day and not believe in yourself. You just can't. So you've actually made my job so much easier. I just send my clients to your Instagram. It's like, and then when you believe in yourself, come back and I can do something with you and your business. <laughs> like, and they're like, I don't believe I'm like, you can't listen to her for an hour and not believe that you can do everything. You know where this came from? You want to tell me where this came from? You can't carry what I carry unless you've been to hell and back. Like you can't go to seminary and get the anointing. This is anointing. This is anointing from being crushed. You know what I'm saying? When you've really walked through something, can't nobody tell me there ain't a God. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know because I lost everything. Like, I was in special ed. Like, I still don't know where commas go. I don't know how I've written books. But 
I just believed. I just kept believing. What did I have to lose? Mm-hmm. And so I think that this, this right here came from brokenness. Mm-hmm. You know, this came from, you, you, you can't pay for passion. You can't. Oh, there's no antidote. There's no prescription. There's no medication. There's this right here comes from falling in love with me and, and a passion of, I got back up again. Like I, I was laying in that bed of depression for a long time. It's no fun. I was miserable. If I would have died, nobody would have come to my funeral. Like this right here came from me getting back up again and me believing in me. And so that's what all this is about is passion. Yes, yes, yes. All right, so you believe in you and you also obviously deeply believe in the scriptures. So yeah. if someone like, doesn't really know what to do, with this Bible. And it's like, what am I like, do I just get to like, open it up, read something and believe it is meant for my life? Like what advice do you have for, you know what I found? I found, and I'm really not spiritual enough for most Christians. (laughs) Like I, you know, I even saw today, somebody was like, uh, she's got a million followers on Instagram. Well, she needs to start teaching the Bible, you know? And I'm like, so you know what I do is I take your, I, number one, I kick all that out. And I, number two, I watch my own fruit. And I realize that I take about 10 scriptures. Like I read the word, but I go more to like the passion version. I go to, you know, the New Living Translation. I go Google. I Google everything. My daddy's a whole preacher, okay? But I preach from what I can understand, mm-hmm. which is very simple. And so I find these promised scriptures, these scriptures, because I realize that God deals with the heart. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter how many scriptures you can quote. If your heart's ugly, you ugly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I believe that God deals with the matter of the heart. And that's why I believe even when people kill themselves and people are like, they're going to hell. I don't believe that God's like that. You know what I'm saying? So my job is to, to bring people to Jesus in a sense of loving the hell out of them. And it's, it's showing them these scriptures, 10, 15 scriptures of promises. So if you're just getting started in the word, go Google, what does God say about me? Mm. You know what I'm saying? And if I can get someone's heart right, they're going to go to heaven. Why? Because their heart's right. The one scripture that I lean on more than anything is love thy neighbor as thyself. You can't even love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. Mm. And then think on the things that are pure, that are noble, that are kind, be kind, loving, kindness, meekness, gentleness. Those are the scriptures that I teach people. Get these scriptures that make you better, that make you want to go serve, that make you want to take your grocery cart back, that want to help you help the old person to their car, you know, make you a better person. So that's what I tell people. Start in Matthew, you know, Mark, Luke, John, the Psalms. Psalms is filled with scriptures of encouragement. Mm -hmm. That's where I'll start. Don't go digging into stuff that you, you're like, I don't even get this. I'm, that's what the enemy wants you to do. The enemy wants you to get so confused with the Bible that you throw the whole Bible away. The you know, go get you a picture answer. Bible. <laughs> that's awesome. Go to the kids section. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, beautiful. All right. So let's talk about, let's talk about money. We got an audience filled with entrepreneurs and money is one of the biggest stories on the planet of, I can't charge that much, or I couldn't let myself receive that much, or uh, the just this whole money thing. What's your spiritual take on women and money and making money and using money and all of that. 
You know, what's so great is, I mean, I was raised with no money. My family had no money. My daddy gave all our money away and I didn't have any money. Like I, I couldn't even buy cheese with my credit at 37, 38. And I just began to realize that the Bible says the wealth of the wicked is stored up for, for us, you know, that he doesn't want us put putting around in a car. He didn't want us to rent houses. Like, you know, I, I don't I don't understand that. So I began to start studying people that were bosses, you know, women, Esther, I began to read Deborah, you know, women that were game changers. The woman at the well, the woman at the well was a whole prostitute. You know, she'd been married five times and yet God went and seek, sought her out. The first woman, the first human that he ever said, told I'm the Messiah, like I'm the goat was mm-hmm. this woman at the well that everyone else threw away. So I began to like realize that that God uses women and that we, if we can birth babies, then we, I bet we can birth businesses. And I don't have to be on the struggle bus. And I started changing my thinking and I started being creative. And now I can buy anything I want to buy. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm already in my dream car at 48 years old. I, I can buy anybody. I can take care of my mama. I can take care of my dad. All my, all my family members work for me. They didn't even buy my first book when I wrote my first book. They didn't even share my first book on their news feeds because they were like, oh, no, she was Nene in two months ago. No, we go. And now they all work for me. The key was I was determined not to be that person. I was determined to be a game changer, a trailblazer. I was determined to be able to take care of my family, to be able to buy anything I wanted to buy, to be able to, and my whole church got paid off that I pastor in this pandemic. Why? Because why not? I believe it. And so, shoot, I don't ever go into anything like, you ain't going to remember me. Oh, no, you're going to remember me. Yeah, I'm a game changer. Wear the Gucci on uh, the from the pulpit, too? Yes. You know what? That church don't pay me a dime. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't buy my car. They don't pay my insurance. I, my prayer was always, God, let me be such an entrepreneur. Mm. Let me, everything I touch, bless it. And you know what? I tithe. I give my 10%. Listen, I do what the Bible says and he just keeps on pouring it. Mm. And so I just feel like, and nobody ever questions me. Isn't that so crazy? Nobody questions me because they know I'm a hustle. My hustle is holy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, no, yeah, I wear Gucci. I love fashion. You know, people talk about me. I don't even see it or hear it. Because I just know that this is who God created me to be. And everybody knows, man, I I got clothes out there. I got glasses, RTK glasses. Like I'm always in something. And yes. And and so I I just, I want everybody on here tonight to dream again. Like go for it. Like, don't be afraid to lose. Like losing isn't falling. Losing isn't failure. Like failure isn't when you fall. It's failures when you stay down. Right. Get up again and do it even if you're afraid. Most of the time, the reason we don't do it is because we're afraid of what they're going to say about us. Who you cares? got over that one? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> do you deal with fear these days or is it just like not even in your system? You know what's so crazy is I remember last year I walked through something so devastating and it was uh, on social media and I'm thinking, oh my God, this one's going to take me out. Like... And 
I remember for about six days, I went and shut myself away. And, I'm not, and I've never really done that where I just said, no, nah, this one might can mess me up. It could, it could hurt my heart. This is, you know, 41 events got canceled this year. Now my daddy's dying and now this, and I'm pastoring a church. And, and I went away for six days. And in those six days, I dealt with fear. I dealt with fear and I felt like that really fear is false evidence appearing real. And fear is only there if you allow it to be there. Mm-hmm. And and I dealt with that that little girl that was afraid of special ed and what people were saying about me. I dealt with a lot of things that could have made me feel the fear of failure. And I don't really fear anything anymore. Mm-hmm. I feel so, girl, I'm at such a place in my life at 48 years old. I love all of me, does all of me. Like, I feel so thankful really? that at 48 years old, that God trusts me like he does. Like, I'm just this little old girl in Fayetteville, Georgia. There's not even a mall here, you know? And I get to speak on these platforms with these people that I used to idolize. I still do. I'm still fangirling while they're, you know, calling my name out. People are following me that I'm like, how, like, how do you even know who I am? I'm just so thankful that I only got there because I don't fear. I don't fear. I don't fear people. I don't fear losing. Mm. And I and I every day talk to myself, like, because it does try to creep in. Mm-hmm. I won't let it. I'm like, what are you scared that. of? Mm-hmm. What are you scared? Really, what are we scared of at the end of the day? That situation can't steal your birthday. You really do guard your heart. Oh, yeah. You really guard your heart. Yeah, I have to, you know, because I love hard. And I had this... I want to give everyone a platform because nobody gave me one. I want to believe that everyone's pure in their motives mm. because I am. And I've just found that they're they're not, you know. And so I refuse to allow people hurt me or people using me or whatever. I don't even pay attention to those things. I continue to love hard. I continue to believe. And Good. the more I fall, the more I just, I just, I'm more discerning now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but yeah, I do guard my heart because people are hurt you. Yeah. People that you bought shoes for will sit and lie on you with the shoes you bought them. One more question. Well, a couple more questions. Do you ever get tired? Yeah. Yeah, I get tired. But you know what I do? I learn how to, I've learned boundaries. You know, I've learned it's okay to say no. I've learned I'm very in touch with me. I remember I went to, uh, went away and went and sat down with the therapist, um, which was hilarious when I walked through what I walked through last year. And, and I, I don't, I don't want to ever get to a place where I think too much and I begin to lose me, you know, because I start listening to the voices out there. Mm-hmm. And I went and sat down and I remember that person said, you're very in touch with yourself. Like you really probably shouldn't even be here, <laughs> you know? And I remember that was probably the best thing that ever happened to me because it allowed me to realize that, you know, I'm all right. And I think that's the key, sis. I think it's the key is to never lose you in the process of listening to others. Mm-hmm. Know who you are. I hope so many women get this because 
I hear you taking care of yourself, like you're listening to you. So then you don't get too burnt out or you don't, let too many flimsy boundaries come to take you out. And there's just so many women, they think that the spiritual thing to do is to always say yes and to people please. And look how much you're able to give by making sure that you're listening to you. And you know what? I've got a tribe around me. Like I've got a mama, like my mama, little Annie Bell. Everybody calls her Mimi. I've got an assistant that's been with me forever. I've got a best friend that's rode with me through every season. Mm. And so I've got people around me that I used to didn't have friends. I thought it was great to tell people, I ain't got no girlfriends. They all pity. I was the petty one, Mm. you know, because it's important to have friends. It's important to have truth tellers in your life. Mm -hmm. It's important to have people because I I like, I'm a talker. Like I need to talk things through and then I'm done. You know, but so I've got those people in my life that I know has got my back and I know they love me. And and it's it's, it's about five, you know, I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies that that really let me just be that whenever I'm feeling down on myself or I'm feeling tired, they'll just look at me and say, go, go home, Netflix, watch a dumb movie and eat some pizza. Yeah. Or it'll be a better day. So I think that's the key to. Is having uh, having an escape. So you said um you got a you're a talker. You know visionaries they have to talk to think. I didn't know that. Yes, it's it's a certain type of mind, and that is you. You're a visionary that literally you have to talk to think. Yeah, that's me. Uh huh. Have to talk to think. I literally. Well, and then I come alive, mm-hmm. but I got to process it. Like I'll even go back and revisit it. <laughs> My team just knows me. I'm like, I got to, I got to figure this thing out. I got to talk it out. But yeah. then that's also getting it out of me. Mm-hmm. So I don't let nothing stay in me. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't brew on stuff. I don't, I, I don't need apologies. Y- you know, I'm one of those. I don't wow. need to figure it out. I'm just going to let it go and move on. I'm going to talk it out, but I'm going to move on. And I'm going to forgive you, but you're going to probably be in the balcony. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes. I could talk to you all day. I mean, it's taken everything out of me to not come to Fayetteville myself. I live in I would love for you to come hang with me. Oh, you you are just, you know, I I, I know that you know this. And I also think it's it's, it's important to say that your commitment in all the areas, but between the books and the Instagram and... When I've let myself get into a wobble, I like it li- I just I just go to your Instagram and oh. how you have ministered to me and gotten me back thinking what I need to be thinking about that day and get back on track and I share you with all my clients. I just oh. you literally are the the trailblazer, the queen of encouragement. Oh, You've done so you. much in my life in the the relatively speaking short time that I've known about you. So uh, last question, what's next for you? Well, I'm writing a new book. It'll be out next year. It's called Hush Until You Heal. Oh, yes. And I am launching a new group for women in ministry. Is this the Trailblazers one? Yes. Talk to, tell everyone about Trailblazers. Yes. You know, I just have found during this pandemic that, you know, I guess because I never cared, like if men accepted me, I just, I just blew in. <laughs> but I found in this pandemic that women are really overlooked. Like, you know, I, I preach, I'll be on flyers with all men all the time. 
And they can call each other and be like, dude, you know, what's what, what? Give me some tips. Give me some nuggets. But we women don't have that in the corporate. Like, like we just don't have that in the ministry world or, you know, pa- there's women. You don't even hear of women pastoring churches. And so I'm launching a group. It's going to be a six month where I bring you in and teach you how to do it. I teach you how to not care what they think about. I teach you how to not be sidetracked by your emotions because we're so emotional. Yes. I teach you how to put lessons together, to write your book, or how are you going to get focused to do this next season of your life? And so I'm so excited. It's probably this thing, this thing's lit me up. Cool. And um, give us the links or we, I can get it from your team. Um, we'll yeah, just go to realtalkkim.com and everything all about of it's there. Okay. Get in my inner circle, which is my mentorship program. I mean, I've got so much going so on. What, what's different between Trailblazers and RTK Inner Circle? You know, the mentorship program, the, the RTK Inner Circle is basically, I needed a place when I was going through a divorce, when I was going through a single, being a single mom, a place where I belonged. Mm-hmm. And basically what the inner circle is, is the inner circle is now a community mm-hmm. where every six months we come to Atlanta and I'll pour into you. I've got women in there that have been molested, women in there that have worked at Home Depot, women in there that have been stay at home moms forever. Now they've started their podcast. You know, they're writing their books. They're sitting in stalls, stall chronicles. The inner circle is just a place where literally we have a family and we're all community uh, connected. We all believe in each other. I'm on there every night at 7.15 for about 30 minutes yelling every at them. night. But up every night, Monday through Friday. Yes. It, but you know what? I needed them as much as they needed me. I can't. You know, I'm telling you, man, like I'm in there like we talk about everything. We talk about everything. They know everything about me that I would never share in the Facebook world. So it's just a it's a community. It's it's where we belong, it's where people belong. And man, I'm talking t-shirt companies. We support you. Everybody's buying your stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like, a, it's, it's a great place. It's, it's turned out to be really special. The oh, mentors. Well, yeah. it couldn't, it couldn't not coming from you. I mean, the, the amount of specialness that you remind everyone that, that that's what's in them. It's, yeah. it's, it is a, a talent. It is a spirit. It is a resurrection power. And, you know, I can I can attest to it that it absolutely works. So we'll make sure that all the links for all of your programs yes. and your books and everything are in these show notes. Kim, thank you so much. Yes. You just like, I want to say I'm sorry and thank you for everything uh-huh. that you've been through that and but yet, thank you for having gone through it the way that you have yes. so that you can minister to all of us in the way that you do literally daily. Yes, thank you so much. Told ya, told ya, she is just something extra special. How much fun was that? How much fun was that? Listen, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I specifically did not ask her about her personal story because it is well documented in many, many of her books. So click on the links in the show notes, get her books. It's going to, she's just the gift that keeps on giving, just the gift that keeps on giving. And so are you. So remember, as much as I'm elated about Real Talk Kim and how amazing she is, you are also. So let's just all be the women that we came here to be, shine our light, lift our vibration, and go do what we're meant to do in the world. And right now, you're meant to go buy her books. You're going to love them. Love you. 
All right, my beautiful. I hope that you have loved this episode and it has been a blessing in your life. And if you could use a little extra love and support in sisterhood, I want to invite you to join me in my global community in the Audacity to be Queen free companion course. This is completely free. And when you go to divineliving.com forward slash audacity, you're going to get meditations. You're going to get videos. You're going to get workbooks. You're going to get Q&A call replays with me. It's just a whole bunch of positive programming completely for free. I want to make sure that you have this love in your life. So go get it now at divineliving.com forward slash audacity. Audacity.